You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, I started the podcast like that yesterday, but then I told the story. You said it had to go on the Patreon podcast. Yeah, people really like the Patreon podcast, so subscribe. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, yeah, I told I told the... Um, you sound uh, much better. Yesterday, you sounded like you were dying. Uh, I told the version of the story with more details. Um, I, went, I went out to dinner with some friends last night. Mm-hmm. And... And then somebody said, I can't believe you told us on a podcast. So I said, well, the podcast version was rated. Uh, it was rated PG-13, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know we missed so much stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you off. Uh, well, I didn't miss too much. Um, all right. So listen, I was putting together a, a little uh, chart here and I was going to make a sporkle. And I thought mm-hmm. I, I only know like eight people are interested in this. And one of them is you. So instead of making a sporkle, I'm just going to ask you on the podcast. OK, fine. All right. So here's what I did. I, I have my list of my uh, the 50 greatest quarterbacks of all time. Okay. My list, whatever. It's personal preference. Um, I, I'm going to ask you for each quarterback to identify the wide receiver who got the most touchdown passes from that quarterback. Okay, fine. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I mean, it's very specific, but I'm happy to do that. And, All right. and uh, it'll probably be in the title, but we're also going to do top 10 um, TV yeah. shows of the year. Yeah, we'll do that next. All right. So uh, we'll okay. start with, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it, it from most to least uh, touchdowns to that receiver. Okay, okay fine. Yeah. Actually, before we do that, there are three quarterbacks, only three, who are not in my top 50, who had a receiver catch at least 50 touchdown passes from them. And I think they're, two of them are very easy. The third one might be a little bit tougher. So let's get those out of the way. Uh, Matthew Stafford. So you're saying three quarterbacks who... There's three quarterback receiver pairings with at least 50 touchdowns where the quarterback is not a top 50 all-time quarterback. Okay, fine. So Matthew Stafford. Calvin Johnson. Dante Culpepper. Uh, Randy Moss. And then John Hadel. John Hadel is this one's a bit tougher because it's the 60s and it's the Chargers. Yeah, it's the, the sixth. Uh, so it's probably uh, Altworth. Yeah, Lance Altworth. Yeah. OK. All right. OK, so now that. Yeah. So the, all, everybody else is a top 50 quarterback. Uh, we'll start with uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, Marvin Harrison. 112, which is by far the most. And Reggie and Wayne probably had very high. Up Reggie Wayne had 67. Yeah, there are yeah. Um, there are five quarterbacks all time who threw 50 plus touchdowns to multiple wide receivers. So one of them is Peyton. Do you want to get okay. the other four? When we get there, when okay. we get there. All right. Okay. Tom Brady with 90. Brady 90 is um, 90 is Welker. 
that's a terrible job by you. It's Gronk, and it's and it's still actually. Oh, Gronk! I was looking for receivers. I'm like, there's nobody. Yeah, yeah that's um, bad. All right, yeah, Philip Rivers with 89. Philip Rivers 89 is Vincent Jackson. Antonio Gates, what is wrong with you? These are oh, easy Gates. ones. See, I'm nothing of tight ends. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. He would yeah. get, and now, now we're almost out of tight ends. Yeah, anyway. these are the easy ones. Uh, yeah, there's not that many tight ends. All right, Vincent Jackson. By the way. Uh, Steve Young has a guy with 85. All right, Rice. Yeah, Dan Marino. Uh, Marino should be Clayton, not 79, Duper. and he has another mm-hmm. receiver. He's one of the five guys with two guys with 50 plus. Is Duper 50 also? Yeah, Mark Duper's got 55. Okay. Yeah. All right, Roethlisberger has 74 for somebody. Antonio Brown. All right, Drew Brees has 72 for somebody. Brees is probably Marquez Colston. Yeah, and then he has another guy at 51. I 51, I guess, is Michael Thomas. Jimmy Graham. Oh, okay. You have to stop not thinking of tight ends. Not thinking of tight ends. All right. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Receivers. Aaron Rodgers has two guys with exactly 65 each. Aaron Rodgers, two guys. All right. Uh, one is Devonta Adams. Yeah, so he will have this record alone probably by next week. And then the other one, Randall Cobb? No, Jordy Nelson. Okay, Jordy He Nelson. led the league in re- re- touchdowns like two years already, like 14 and 17. And- mm-hmm. All right, Jim yeah. Kelly has somebody with 65. Reed. Uh, John Unitas has somebody with 63. Unitas threw 63 touchdowns to Raymond Barry. Yep. Uh, Matt Ryan is our final quarterback with two receivers with 50-plus touchdowns. 59. And for, yeah, and 52. Perfect. All right. Uh, here's a bit of a tough one because we're going old school. Otto Graham threw 57. And these are only regular season touchdowns, by the way. So uh, Otto Graham threw 57 to who? Uh, oh, shoot. If you give me like 10 options, I would get the yeah, Browns if I, receiver. If I say the name, you'll know it, but you're not going to miss it. It's Dante Lavelli. Okay. Too hard. Yeah. All right. Here's an interesting one. Brett Favre threw 57 to who? The only guy with 50 from Favre. Uh, it should be Antonio Freeman. Okay. Well done. Uh, Joe Montana threw 55 to Rice. Yeah, we got him again. Sonny Jurgensen threw 53 to Hall of Famer, but a tough one. He was Sonny a Jurgens- converted running back who became a wide receiver. Hall of Famer. Mitchell? Charlie Taylor. It's it's always Charlie Mitchell. Taylor. Charlie. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Ken Anderson threw 51 to this is a tough one. Probably my former co-worker, Chris Collinsworth. No, Isaac Curtis. Oh, oh, yeah. Curtis doesn't really get a lot of publicity. Right. Um, the next two are pretty easy, I think. Tony Romo threw 52. Des. And Jeff Garcia threw 52. T.O. All right. So that's done with the 50s. So now we're into the 40s. Uh, who did Terry Bradshaw threw 49 to? I'm going to guess Swan over Stallworth. But yeah, Stallworth it's like 49 to 44. It's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Aikman threw 49 to Irvin. Len Dawson threw 46 to. Uh, the Chiefs receiver was um, this is a little bit hard. Yeah, Otis, Otis Taylor. Otis Taylor. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dave Craig threw forty six to Steve Largent. Yeah. Well done, because Craig was on so many teams and, and yeah, most but I of think the he's Seahawks mostly a Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kenny Stable after threw, our time. Are yeah. we dead? Before our time. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Kenny Stabler threw forty four to Litnikoff. I uh, know Cliff Branch. Okay. Yeah, that's tough. One. Carson Palmer threw 44 to, uh, to Ocho Cinco. Yeah. Uh, Mark Brunel threw 44 to. Um, Brunel would have thrown 44 to um, uh, Jimmy Smith. Yep. And then Eli threw 44 to. Oh, Eli, who's Eli's main receiver of his career? Plaxco Burris? No, Odell. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 
All right. Warren Moon, a little bit of a tough one. Who did he throw 43 to? I'm going to say Haywood Jeffries. It could be Ernest Givens. Yeah, it's actually Drew Hill, but they're all. Oh, they're all, you know, they had they. Dead. Yeah, they had four, four receivers. Yeah. All right. Russell Wilson. Probably Tyler Lockett. Well, it's Drew. It's Doug Baldwin at 43. Oh, OK. But Tyler Lockett's at 42. So by the end of the year, Lockett could uh, either okay. tie him or surpass him. All right. Not I, the way that offense is going. Yeah. I don't think J- they have a touchdown in them. John Elway. Who did he throw 41 to? Uh, Elway's is probably uh, Rod Smith over McCaffrey. Kiva, my friend. Tight ends. Oh, that's funny. Shannon Sharp. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll keep that in mind for Dan Fouts. Also 41. Yeah, this should be Winslow. Thank you. Finally, you got a tight end. All right. Um, uh, Y.A. Tittle through 41 to. Yeah, I'm not good with the with the 40s today. It's, It's Billy Wilson. Okay. All right. Uh, Kurt Warner. This was an interesting one. 39 touchdowns to who? Uh, so if you say it's interesting, I'll say Tory Holt, not Isaac Bruce. Oh, no, it's it's no, it's Larry Fitzgerald. It was that's interesting the mo- to me. That's the one he did the most. Yeah, I would have thought it was one of the Rams. Well, he only had three good years on the Rams and then he had the, the bad years. Well, the other thing is in Arizona. Well, he also had Bolden. I think Bolden second, actually. So they're both more than Falk and Bruce. But his top five are exactly his top five are Fitzgerald Bolden. Um, and then and then Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. So he's got like five Hall of Famers who's throwing too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Boomer Don't forget Azahir Hakeem. And I'm Pearl. not going to ask you this because I never heard of this guy. Eddie Brown caught 39 touchdown passes from. Brown I wasn't I wasn't going to get it. I wasn't yeah. going to get it. Roman Gabriel threw 37 touchdowns to Jack Snow. I, I've never heard of Jack Snow. Yeah, I never heard of him. Bob Greasy threw 33 to somebody. This is gettable because, you know, the Dolphins are you know famous and annoying. 33. I don't think it would it's be 33 tough. out of the backfield. I'll no. say Zonka. I don't it's, think so. It's, no, it's Nat Moore. Okay. Yeah. He was a good player. All right. Um, 33, Norm Van Brocklin. Very, very old school, but they're both Hall of Famers. I'll give you a clue. He's got a nickname Crazy Legs. Uh, Elroy Hirsch. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, 35, excuse me. Uh, 32 for Steve McNair. Who did he throw the most to? You'll get this one. Derek Mason. Yeah. Good job. All right. Randall Cunningham threw 31 to who? This is hard. Uh, I'm going to say. Part of me wants to say Chris Carter. It is. But I'm going to because he gets Chris Carter on two teams. Yeah, Yeah, he gets Carter on. I was going to say I was thinking Rob Burnett, but uh, yeah, he gets Carter on both teams. Um, Rich Gannon threw 30 to who? (sighs) Tim Brown. Yep. Okay. Um, All right. Sid Luckman threw 29 to Ken Cavanaugh. I'm not going to ask you about that. It's from the 40s. Bart Starr through 28 to Boyd Dowler. Okay. Roger Staubach through 27 to Drew Pearson and one other player, Billy Joel Dupree. Mm-hmm. John Brody through 27 to Gene Washington. Okay. Donovan McNabb, only 27 to who? Uh, probably to T.O. I can't no, imagine. Brian Westmore. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but T.O. That's, that's a lot. Now, Fran Tarkenton retired in 1978. And he was what Dan Marino was, and he retired, and then what Peyton Manning was, when he retired. Tarkington had by far the most touchdown passes of all time, the most yards of all time. Tarkington is the only guy on this entire list who does not have any receiver with even 10% of his touchdown receptions. So Fred Tarkington's high is only 25, which is insane. That's two seasons That's not from good. a good receiver. Um, so he really spread the ball around over his career. And I think it's even more impressive how good Tarkington was because he never had you know, a Jerry Rice that he was throwing for half his career. What's the number? It's 25. Is it Warfield? This is John Gilliam. 
Warfield. Mm-hmm. He was on the Browns. Tarkington was on the Vikings yeah. and Giants. Um, Burt Jones to 24 to, to Roger Carr, who I've never heard of. Joe Theismann, this is uh, probably gettable, although it's only 23. Art Monk, probably yep. for 23. Yeah, yeah Monk. Yeah. Bobby Lane, 23 to Leon Hart, who I've never heard of. Sammy Baugh, 22 to Hugh Taylor. Billy Kilmer, 21 to a guy who um, you we did. You guessed incorrectly before, and the correct answer was this guy. So he's the most for signing Jerkinson. Let's see if you remember what we said two minutes ago. And he's also the most for Billy Kilmer. Um, I don't remember who I said. Um, well, you said Mitchell, which was it wrong. It was the other no. guy. Who? Charlie Taylor. Oh, Charlie Taylor. Okay, yeah. fine, fine, fine. So that's my list. So uh, some surprises in there. Some, uh, mm-hmm. some anyway, so that's, uh, I thought of making a sparkle. I don't think anyone would care. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so let's get to our, our top 10 TV shows of the year. That's what we're doing here. And if you want to hear our football picks, uh, become a patron and you'll uh, you'll learn about uh, some sex workers also. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Akiva, what is your uh, how do you want to do this? I've watched uh, more well, TV than you this year, I think. Yeah, well, you're, I mean, you're, I think your list is like the the whatever list. But last year, I couldn't even get to 10. So this year, I made sure I, I, I've got 10. So we'll go one, 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 like we normally do. Uh, okay. But why don't you start with your also receiving votes? And sure. Well, I'll say the shows that aren't done yet. And so I haven't ranked them, which is Curb has one more episode. I mean, I think if a show is nine into a 10 season, it's insane not to rank it. I will rank it after I see the finale next week. That's ridiculous. And then How To with John Wilson has a couple of episodes to go still. OK, I, I think if a show's in the middle, you should still be ranking it. Um, all right. So who who's also receiving votes to me? All right. I got um, um, Master of None. One of my all time, one of my all time favorite segments when you when we, it was revealed that you still watch like every episode of Family Guy. And yeah, a lot of old shows. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, Master of None on Netflix, um, the new season. I, I didn't love it. Uh, is that on your list? Did you see it? No, it would be in my also receiving votes because yeah. I did see it. Uh, Hard Knocks Chad on TBS with Nassim Pedrod. I really like that show. It didn't get a lot of attention. Yeah, uh, one one of my favorite, one of my two uh, podcasting uh, guys, um, Hayes from Hollywood Handbook, was the showrunner for the pilot, and then he quit to um, work in politics. Did you see it at all or no? No. Okay. Um, another also receiving votes is Wayne on Amazon. Did you see Wayne? No, I don't know Wayne. What's Wayne about? Uh, Wayne's a show about like the 16-year-old kid who's like sort of uh, born on the other side of the tracks, but he's got sort of a heart of gold. And he takes his girlfriend with him. They, they're trying to go from like Boston to Florida on a road bike. And it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's all sorts of votes, so it's not the best. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, McCartney 321 on Hulu. Uh, whatever. There's a much better Beatles documentary. So that one was pretty boring. Uh, Q into the storm on HBO. Um, mm-hmm. a, a little unsatisfying. The Tiger to HBO one. 
Um, SNL, uh, Archer, that damn Michael Shea last week tonight. Big Mouth. Did you watch the new season of Big Mouth? What's that damn Michael Shea? It's a Michael Shea like sketch comedy show. Is I mean his name is On definitely H- Shea. Oh, you're saying I'm saying his name wrong? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Big Mouth, the new season. It's still good. It's just it's very repetitive at this point. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Are you a Big Mouth? Uh, no, I've never watched Big Mouth. People always say to watch oh, it. It's probably yeah. not going to happen. Uh, the Comedy Store. It's like a doc series right up my alley. Um, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Yeah, people I saw gonna, that. People are going to be mad at me that it's out of my top ten. It just misses. I don't think anyone will care. Um, all right. The first Lady, season was better. Lady in the Dale. Did you see that on HBO? What is that? Lady, I don't want to say anything about it. You have to see Lady in the Dale. But if I say anything, it'll spoil it. It's a documentary that goes in places that you are not expecting. It Lady is, in the Dale. Yeah. And it's it's what what service is it? It's on HBO Max. Lady in the Dale. Okay. All right. What else yeah. you got? Um, what else? Somebody else receiving votes. Who killed Sarah? Is like a Spanish tel- a Mexican telenovela. But um, all my friends started watching it, so I watched it. And what else we got? And then we got um, Ted Lasso. Yeah. I have Ted Lasso at 11 this year. Okay. Just missed. Are you, missed. Right, so what's a, 10? Are you, are you a Lasso guy? I, I'm still in the first season of my wife. We're never going to oh. get there. All right. Number 10 for me is Hacks on HBO. Yeah, people really like Hacks. Yeah, it's uh, look, any show about a comedian, I'm always going to like because that's up my alley. And uh, we get to meet some new characters, some, some new actors. And I, I really like Hacks. I, I, I don't want to say too much about it. But if, if you like shows about comedians, then you'll definitely like it. If you like shows about Vegas, you'll definitely like it. If you like female driven shows, I think you'll like it. All right. What's your number 10? Um, my number 10. Well, I break the chest rules and I rank things that are still in there. I just finished it. I will give Survivor 41 my 10. It's nice to have Survivor back wasn't my favorite season ever, but it was a good cast. I will uh, I'll put Survivor at number 10. All right. I have Survivor all the way up at six. Mm-hmm. Well, well you've never really watched the season live before. It was much more exciting for you. Yes, this was a new experience for me. That's and true. also some people really like the season. I just I like I have a lot going on in my life, so I couldn't yeah. appreciate it. You see that uh, Shan, God has instructed her to become an influencer instead of being a pastor. Where's that from? She posted on um, on Instagram or whatever. It's amazing. It's the greatest yeah. thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> She wrote, um, let, let, let's let's get it exactly. I want to give her words verbatim. She said, oh, what happened? I just lost it. And can everyone do that? Can be like, so like, uh, yeah. you know, God has instructed me. She said, yeah, God, uh, she to said quit my job. And to after seven years of serving in pastoral ministry, God is calling me to full time independent mystery as an entrepreneur. The calling and gifting hasn't changed, but the packaging and wrapping paper sure has. I'm excited to chase kingdom with the voice God has given one that is now unrestrained by doctrine and dogma Christian apologetics via comedic content creation, online discipleship and kingdom minded Christ centered messages is where this road begins. I still can't believe God has chosen this time during a world pandemic to move me in this direction. I hate this so much. You can't believe that God has chosen this time. Like take some ownership, right? Like religious people are supposed to believe in free will. Like you chose this time. And the reason is because you were just on a popular TV. Where is this? I didn't, I don't see this on her page. Oh, it's on Patreon. It's her Patreon announcement. Chantel Smith is creating a Patreon. Oh, okay. You said Instagram. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I get mixed up. Um, ah, so she wants money for this. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I still can't believe God has chosen this time during a world pandemic to move me in this direction, but I know I can't do it without your support. Your fiscal support will go towards basically helping me stay alive and be healthy as I aim to fill all that God has in store. Your support is greatly appreciated. So she's offering, um, like, we've never missed the podcast. Yeah, uh, I don't know what she's offering Patreon. on Patreon. She's offering literally nothing for Patreon. Like, 
Pay me money because I was on TV and I'm and I'm famous. Well, so look, okay, Chantel Smith is critic. I'm on her Patreon site now. Uh, $4.99 uh-huh. a month. What will you get? Uh, $4.99 a month. This is perfect for all you college students or recent graduates who are still looking for a job. I see you, fam. I commend you for doing all that you can. Every little so bit. like you're a loser if and if if you get $4.99, but I, I like I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. $9.99. Oh, you've decided to drop one of your many subscriptions, either Hulu, Netflix, or Amazon for me. Wow. The feels you will not be disappointed. But still, she hasn't mm-hmm. offered anything yet. Yes. Um. $20 a month is the wisest and rarest of them all. I see you with your great big generous heart coming out of nowhere. Your reward shall be great in heaven. Welcome and thank you, your majesties. Again, mm-hmm. still nothing actually big offered. I mean, she did like, no, you say she didn't offer anything. She literally <laughs> just offered you heaven. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, what, what her, she, her title of her page is Theomedy. Laugh, repent, rinse, repeat. Um, so she's theocracy and comedy. Great combo. And then $25 a month, you become a Bible boss. That gives you one free workshop a month and Bible studies. Okay. So that's like legit, you know, content. And if you want to study Bible with her, so that's something. Yes. But that's the main that's, but that's like you with the first three tiers are nothing. You, you get literally nothing. Yeah. I mean, she says early access, but there's, I don't know what there's early access to in some of them. You get the nothing before. Like, I mean, maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. But well, she has like 20% the patrons that we do. So although she just started. So, yeah, I mean, she'll probably quit the, to 10 times us in, in two days. Right, we have more than um than uh, what's his name? Um, What's the guy with the fake dead grandma? Johnny Fairplay. No, we have way more. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But he was on the show 20 years ago. Yeah. Like but, she was the most popular person on the show this year. Yeah. Well, she's her heel turn is, is quite dramatic already. Um, and also yeah. like, by the way, I'm not if I'll you s- want to become a patron of Chantel. No, Smith, it's probably more useful than this. She's offering you heaven. We like <laughs> we just guest quiz 1960s yes. receiver. I can guarantee you, you will not be, go to heaven because you listen to our podcast. You might go uh, but not because you listen. to our. You podcast. may go to hell if you listen to the patron episode this week. <laughs> now, I'll say this. <laughs> yeah. I want I, I and this is not just for Chantel. This is for a- anyone like you're you're doing this. I want to see weekly or whatever. First of all, I like biweekly. Like I will not commit. Yes, you have to pay me every month. I will not commit like everyone else on Patreon to weekly, uh, like to actually offer you something every week. So it's twice a week. Biweekly, I believe, means every other week. Right. But I want to see like I want to see the content. I don't want to. I don't want to see any missed weeks. We've never missed a week in five years. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. all right. So yeah, that's my number seven. I hope, I hope she gets the most. I hope she is the biggest patron. You no, know, I, yeah, I, I bear her no ill. Okay, well, yeah. better her than most people. When she comes been. back on Survivor, though, she's gonna for sure be a villain. Yeah. Oh no question. You yes. know, you know what she's singing every time somebody sends her more money. Dun dun dun. Yeah, dun, no, it's the greatest game. The problem is everything Amazing. she did. It makes it very hard for her to repeat on the show. Although we said that about Tony, and then he came back and won. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure she'll be fine. Also, right. like absence makes their girl fine. Right now, it's like that's the person you're thinking about. But in, you know, in two years, there'll be five other villains and then that person won't be the big. Uh, yeah. You know. All right. For number nine, I'm going to Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I saw it on Netflix, but it was on mm-hmm. TV in Canada. And that's Kim's Convenience. Uh huh. I watched this entire show this year, including the final season, which aired this year. And mm-hmm. one of the guys from the show now blew up and is like a Marvel superhero. So. Mm hmm. Uh, are you do you have any familiar with Kim's Convenience? No, I have no. I mean, I've heard of the show, but I couldn't tell you what it's about. It's like yeah. Superstore. Um, I mean, maybe, but instead of a Superstore, it's it's a convenience store. It's it's about a Korean Canadian family, the Kim family, who uh, run a, a convenience store in like a um, a a diverse neighborhood in Toronto. 
and the shenanigans in it too. It's a very nice family comedy, and you know, I really enjoyed it. I, I get, I powered through all six seasons in like fairly quick timing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Andrea Bang, who plays the main character, a big fan of her. As I said, uh, Simu Lu, he he plays her brother on the show, and now he played Shang Chi in the Marvel movie. So he's become like a superhero for like being a muscle bound like hunk. But um, mm-hmm. it's funny because he's not. It's almost like on Parks and Rec how you have a guy like a non main character, and then all of a sudden he's like by far the biggest star in the show. So my favorite guy in the show is actually Kimchi for uh, Kim's Comedians fans. Kimchi's great. Okay. All right. Um, what's it. your number nine? Uh, my number nine, uh, another show that's still on the air, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. Not my favorite season of Curb. It's probably the ninth best season of Curb out of 11, something like that. Oh, wow. But um, but it's not bad. I think the worst Curb is still better than the other shows. Curb is going to be my top five um, once uh, well, the finale. So. Yeah, I mean, listen, I have no problem with it. There's definitely well, been we, fun episodes. We flipped roles. In the past, I've been yelled at for ranking things when I haven't seen them in total. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I just think it's, I think... Uh, I don't know how many classic episodes I'm going to need to go back and rewatch, but maybe I'm wrong. This season, there was a, there was in my mind one or two stinkers like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like the two two of the lowest ranked episodes in the show's history on the IMDb rankings. Like, um, but but I, I like the season as a whole. I do like the like the running storyline of the, of the season. What I'm planning on doing is Av and I, uh, of course, on our podcast after we finish this season next week. We're going to go back into season nine and season 10. And then after we finish seasons nine and 10, I'm going to go back and rewatch 11 again, sort of in sequence. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sort of have some distance and be able to see exactly. how. I feel. Yeah. But again, you're comparing it to nine and 10, which like nine was bad, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Well, I'm comparing it to all. The, yes. Nine is the worst season. Yeah. And but, then like yeah. 10 was better. I think this is better than 10, though. What do you think? I think this season is better than 10. I haven't seen 10 in so long and I'm, I'll, I'll see it again in February. So I'll take okay, it in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, number eight for me is Dave. It was much worse than the previous season, but still an enjoyable yeah. show. Number eight for me is Dave. It, it's sort of what they sort of did. Dave nice is, and it's sort of the same thing Bojack did where it's sort of a bait and switch. They suck you in and tell you like, this is like a comedy and it's just a silly show. And then they really delve into like the mental illness aspects and a lot of the other stuff after, which is fine, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a little bit, it's a little bit repetitive of Bojack in that sense. And I think Bojack did it better. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Hmm. Okay, but I still like Dave. Like, I'm, I'd be very looking. I'd be very excited if they're like, hey, season three out tomorrow. I still like it. All right. What's your number seven? My number seven is How To With John Wilson. I know uh, okay. it's the season's not over, but I really like it. By the way, one show I'm in the middle of I did not rank because I'm too early in it is Yellow Jackets. But people really liked it. I like the pilot. You know what it's about? It's Succession with Cowboys or something, right? No. No, that might be a different show. Oh. Uh, it is uh, a girls uh, soccer team gets into a plane crash, a Canadian girls soccer team. And it's like people survive. Then there's and it's like um, flashback. So it's car, it's present time, like 20, 30 years later. And then um, uh, they, they show you like, you know, the plane crash and what happens after. Okay. But people really like it. It's on Showtime. I really like the pilot in the middle of the second episode. <laughs> But uh, I like it. So that would probably make it. But I'm not, that's I could put on a show that had nine out of ten episodes, but not one that had. Uh, mm. And also Succession, I haven't finished the season, even though I like it. So that did not make my top ten. By the way, I'm now looking in our Survivor chat. Are you in? Yeah, you're in the Survivor chat. Yeah. And also Always Sunny, which I'm in the middle of. And I, I think is having a bounce back season also. Wait, Always Sunny. When did they have a new season? They're almost done with it. 
Wait, they have a new season going on right now? Yeah, it's very hard to like know that. Like, oh my goodness, they're also dropping two weeks. So it only started three weeks ago, but because they do two, it's like almost done. Oh, how do I miss this? This is a terrible job. They've done six or eight episodes so far, but yeah, you'll that. But that's a fun binge now for you. Yeah, I have my uh, and there's like you know they they there's like on set there's a couple episodes that are like connected, so it'll be a good binge. Oh yeah, I have this show recorded. Just that my stupid YouTube TV didn't warn me that they were on. Yeah. Oh wow, Mm -hmm. season fifteen. I got. One, two, I got all these episodes to watch. All right, well. Yeah, I think there's six. Yeah, yeah, that's my homework for tonight. Mm-hmm. By the way, I have a lot of shows that I'm sort of actively watching. Um, Get Back, I haven't finished Get Back yet. Uh, you're not okay. A, you're, you're not a, a Beatles guy, obviously. Um, they, all the I'm almost done with it. I'm almost done with Get Back. I liked it. Okay. I, um, I fall. I fall. I fell asleep to it like five nights in a row. Okay. Up to the concert at the end, like. I mean, I've, if, I probably if, watched if every not, scene twice. <laughs> if if you're not like a Beatles guy, it's probably mm-hmm. a lot more boring, but it's still fascinating. No, I just think see, it's like, like history and stuff. No, I actually yeah. do. I do think it's interesting. Mm. Well, I don't think it's did like you it. see his World War One um, colorization doc, um, documentary that he made? Peter Jackson? No, I did not. Yeah. Um, I listened to an interview with him and he sort of compared the two um, made on Netflix, which you recommended. And also uh, Bill Simmons is HBO Music Docs. That's not really a show. That's more like a mm-hmm. series of films. But yeah, that's all my to do list at the moment. All right, number seven for me is a Netflix show, The Chair. You familiar with The Chair? Uh, remind me what it's about. The Chair is Sandra O oh, stars as mm-hmm. a uh, academic, basically, and Jay du- Duplass is in it. Uh, Bob Alaban is in it, and it's mm-hmm. sort of like sort of making fun of academia and sort of these old, out of touch white people who are sort of struggling to negotiate with sort of uh, more modern times. Um, you know, not, it was sort of a small show, but but I definitely it's a it. sitcom. It's a half-hour Netflix comedy. I mean, how do you find sitcom? There's no. Oh no, I'm saying like camera. I didn't know if it was if it was dramatic. No, it's a sitcom. Um, it's more. It, I mean, I would say it's a comedy, but it's um, you know, yes, I, it's definitely a comedy. Mm-hmm. All right, and number six, I've survived already. What do you have? Um, yeah. So I said my seven is I have to with John Wilson. Six. This is weird because it's not a show, but I let it be here, and then maybe Yellow Jackets can take its place when I'm done. But I put in and of itself, which you saw live, which we we talked about at length uh, like six months ago. That is the sort of like really good magic um, documentary. But it's really it's not a movie. But you're kind of as a show. That's like a one. I, that's a one I know. And a half hour. Like that's a movie. I know. But I think I have to count it. Like a lot of people have Bo Burnham like on their on their like best of TV this year. I mean, it's it is like, hard to know how to like categorize. It's not a movie. Like if it's TV or movie, you have to say, I think, even though it is more of a movie, like it's a one time thing. That's movie length. Yeah. I'm putting it. Uh, on TV. It was on Hulu. Uh, we talked about it. It was very good. It's very hard to know it. how to categorize what's a movie, what's a movie mm-hmm. series, what's a documentary series, what's a, uh, you know, it's very hard to know. So, that's yeah. Fine. All right. Uh, number five for me is Billions. Yeah, I never watched Billions. It's over, right? I mean, the series isn't over. The season's over. Oh, I thought it, I thought the show's over. I, th- I mean, I don't think so. Okay. Come back for more. What's your five? Um, My five is Squid Game. I really okay. like Squid Game. Did mm. you watch Squid Game? I don't remember. I quit 10 minutes into the episode. There was. OK, fine. Yeah, it 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 came out the week that my son got injured. And 10 minutes in the episode, there was a knife. held. Up uh, I hear you. I hear I you. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was fair. That's I'm fair. checking That's out fair. for now. Yeah, it's um, not. It's it's not for everyone. But I do think it was really good. I, the things I love about reality TV and the genius were in there. And it's like yeah. such a lush looking show also. So lush. Mm-hmm. All right, number four, I have White Lotus. We've discussed this on this podcast. I did a whole White Lotus episode with Shamir Simon when we previewed the Eagles this year. You never saw yes. White Lotus. I never saw White Lotus. Uh, I have no interest. In it's, it, you should definitely Mike, Mike White. It's definitely worth it. If Mike White, the football player, 
can mm. lead the Jets to another win this year, I will watch what Mike Williams. I think he might still be on the COVID list. He just went on the COVID list because he was unvaccinated and like never came off. Yeah, Mike it's White. it's sort of funny how everyone went bonkers on Kirk Cousins this off uh, in the off in August because of the COVID. Yeah, stuff. secretly, like he just he just did a bad job of like he should have lied said I'm vaccinated. Every like, other unvaccinated Viking has missed time because of COVID. Harrison Smith is Dalvin Alvin unvaccinated. Dalvin is unvaccinated and now he's out. Yeah, now he's got COVID. By the yeah. way, I saw somebody complain like I can't believe Dalvin got COVID in the fantasy playoffs. Like if you have Dalvin on your roster in week 16 and, and not don't Madison, have Madison, you deserve to lose. You yeah, deserve to lose. Sure. Like that is, you know, it like you, and, and you look did what Madison's done in Dalvin's absence. He, they're getting him the ball 30 times. Well, maybe not. Yeah, yeah they're playing he's 90 percent of Dalvin. Yeah, it hurts the Vikings more than it hurts you in fantasy because yes, still, for sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. he'll still get the touches. He should get a touchdown. Yeah. All right. So what's your four since you don't watch? Uh, Okay, so my fault, my four, I don't think you've ever heard of. Usually it's you turning the, the and this is uh, people who listen to this podcast will say, like, this is the least Akiva show ever. I don't know why I watched it, but I did. It is a comic book that I'm not familiar with called Invincible. And it's not even a Netflix show. It's an Amazon Prime show. And basically the premise is like the strongest man in the world. This guy, Omni Man, uh, has a kid and he's about to become a superhero. And like there's a whole team of superheroes uh like that he's leading and and but there's a lot of good voices jk simmons is the dad uh steven yoon is the is the kid sandra oh who you just mentioned is the mom sandra oh making a lot of appearances uh there's also like uh, there's a everyone you're famous like jason manzoukas is playing a jason manzoukas character gillian jacobs there's a lot of like voices that you that you uh that you would know walton goggins so it was really good uh and um They'll be back for more soon. But yeah, but that dropped in April. And it was one of those things that I had not written down. I would have forgotten existed, but I really liked it, mm-hmm. even though it's unlike anything. It's a cartoon about superheroes. Two things I don't like, but I yeah. love Well, I watched a cartoon about superheroes this year. Harley Quinn starring Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah. And, and everybody from Curb mm-hmm. because of Av. But um, I don't think that Harley Quinn had a season that they, they had a 2019 season, a 2020 season. I don't think they had a season this year, technically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So we're both watching superhero uh, cartoon shows for adults this year, which is a little surprising for both of us. Number three on my list is a YouTube show hosted by Secret Base, produced by Secret Base, Dorktown: The History of the Atlanta Falcons. John Boyce just does a fantastic job. Goes extremely deep, like you know, like seven hours deep into the history of the Atlanta Falcons. Not mm-hmm. a team that you think has any kind of interesting history. Uh, not a team that I really care about, but it was fascinating. And, you know, even though I was uh, I knew that 1998 was coming and I was grimacing and worried about it. And then, of course, you know, the 20 to three is coming. But it's so good that you could totally skip those two seasons and it's still great. So John Boyce really delivers the goods. And I would strongly uh, recommend. So it's the history of the Atlanta Falcons. I don't even see it anywhere. It's Darktown Falcons. Just I'm sure you Google you can find it. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that, that, that I would check out. I like football history. Yeah. Um, there's like six or seven episodes reach like an hour long mm-hmm. is he a falcons fan yeah uh, no he's not he's a chiefs fan no that's funny that he would just randomly do well he also he also did one on the mariners that's right that yeah. i remember which was not as good. Um, it was still good okay good. i like yeah. putting a youtube series on there though i, yeah. I appreciate this that's your was, number four what's number no that's three okay my three is netflix drive to survive four is white I, lotus remember yeah uh yeah. netflix drive to survive the f1 show i really are you watching it. f1 every sunday also Yes, I was. Watching, yeah, I'm in the I'm in the F1 crew in. Uh, there's not a lot of us in um, in the 32 fans chat, but we got an F1 crew this year. I really like it. Now that you know who the characters are, it's good. The season was incredible. Literally came down to the last lap. One of the most dramatic sporting events basically of all time. 
the final lap of the final thing in the final, you know, of, of the season between the two best guys. It's going to be, you know, if you think it's three now, like if they do a half decent job, that's got to be the number one show next year because the final episode is just so insane. Um, and ever and like the, the you, you know, and the drivers are interesting, but the sort of like the heads of the two teams who are just these like eccentric European like zillionaires are are so larger than life and insane. Toto Wolf and uh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. Uh, so anyway, that's going to be very fun. Uh, Drives Five, my number three. Mm, okay. Everyone should watch it. It's, it uh, looks so good. Such a good. I movie. tried it a little bit. Uh, it wasn't for me, but um, mm-hmm. just auto sports are very hard for me to get into. Yep. All it right. does make it is funny because, you know, people remember like the Clay Travis of the world would be like, go woke, get broke or whatever at go broke. And, and um, oddly, like in a time where sports is like the only thing on TV still doing well, like we're talking like our top 10 shows of the year and like most people haven't heard of any of them because everything's so fractured between yeah. like a million different streaming services. Yeah. Like the only thing that's still popular is like football and college football and, and a little bit of basketball. Uh, meanwhile, but like sports in general is still like the most valuable property on TV. And even for like sure, live sports, women's yeah. college volleyball was like exploding Twitter the other night. Like sports still is the one thing that does well and is the only thing saving the television industry at all. And meanwhile, NASCAR died. Somehow NASCAR found a way to die in the last five years. Like, can you name a NASCAR driver? Um, yeah, Bubba Wallace. Other than Bubba Wallace, who is not in like the top 20 in terms of can you name a second NASCAR driver? Is Jeff... Um... Um, Jeff who? <laughs> Jeff Gordon? No, not Jeff Gordon. He's been um, for a long time. Yeah. Um, Jeff, what's oh, no Dale Earnhardt Jr. Is he done? No, he's been done for a while. Okay. Um, I truly don't think you can. I mean, if I give you like ten guesses, because I think the guys who were good when we were like around, like there was like the Labontes, and there was Dale Earnhardt, and then his son, and Jeff Gordon, and Sterling. Like there were people that were like you know somewhat household names. Is um, isn't there a who? Bush? Uh, there used to be two Bushes. Kurt Bush. They're, they're, they're like, like the last guys left. Kurt Bush and Kyle Bush are the last guys left. Oh, there's two Bushes. Like they're both there. Bush. Okay. Yeah. All right, I got somebody. But there's really like the, the guy who won this year is a guy named Kyle Larson. Like he's he, Kyle he Larson. Won. Kyle, he won 10 races this year. I'm looking this up. Never heard of him. I mean, there's a couple of guys still from the old days, Danny Hamlin. But, but I've never been in, in like the demographic for NASCAR. Are you saying it's I know, but, but you know certainly like knew. I mean, Tony Stewart, you knew he was Jimmy Johnson who won like seven in a row. Like, yeah, yeah, famous. yeah. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. Second guy. He like was mm. around back then. But yeah, a lot of these guys have never heard of Tyler Reddick. Is that a guy? That's a guy. Anyway, Tyler Reddick sounds more like an NBA player. I know it does not sound like a NASCAR driver at all. Yeah. Um, OK, but yeah. So the point is NASCAR, like when people are talking about go up like NASCAR, which I do think like uh, is more woke than people realize. But like NASCAR completely has collapsed in the in in the last like five years. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, right, I saw this on Twitter. Somebody said if you had told me five years ago. That NASCAR would be culturally dead and that people would wake up early on Sunday mornings and like Twitter would be exploding with F1 talk. Like it is the number one trending topic every Sunday morning mm-hmm. for, you know, 25 Sundays. Like no one would have believed you on Earth. Like everyone yeah. like didn't exist. Like we heard about like Michael yeah. Schumacher, maybe like winning. They'd show like one second of highlights on SportsCenter in like 1999. And you'd know like, oh, that's like the most, you know, he makes more money than Michael Jordan. How's that possible? And now it's like, oh, yeah, it's like a mainstream American sport. The numbers are insane on, on F1. Like the ratings are are um like beating mls and like it's legitimate anyway uh what's your number two 
All right, my number two is, um, of course, I love the life and times of Tim, as we've discussed many times in the past. Mm-hmm. So they came out with a new season this year where Tim is 10 and his name is Tom and they call it 10 year old Tom. So that was my uh, number two show of the year. Yeah, I'm trying to think if like I was trapped on an island and the only thing were the DVDs of the show he's talking about. Would I still watch it? And I'm not sure. All right, so life and time of Tom or something like that. T- Tim's tiny Tom is your number two. And then... Um, my number two is uh, an AMC show that I talked about a little on the podcast called Kevin Can F Himself. It is a unique show where half of the show is a classic style net- Netflix, uh, I-, I mean, uh, network sitcom. And the other half of the show is like a gritty drama. And the shows are filmed like in the same room, but they're filmed so differently that you like you don't even realize, you know, oh, they're in the same room. And like some of the characters, like I was talking to, uh, Sean Clements, who's on the show and is a writer for the show when when I was on RGP with him and pointed out like he's never in he's never in a single um, scene of the comedy. Like there's certain people who are like drama only certain people who are so goofy that they're kind of comedy only. and You never see them in the drama, but the same room will be shot in two completely different ways. So it's really an interesting show. I've never seen Kimmy Schmidt, but the uh, star of the show is um, is from Kimmy Schmidt. And uh, not no no Shit's Creek. Excuse me. She's from. I've never seen either of those. She's from Shit's Creek. Okay. Uh, and she's amazing. And what the is show. the show on again? It's on AMC, so it should be on like AMC. It's on regular TV. Okay. And what's it called? Uh, Annie Murphy is the actress. And the show is called um, Kevin Can F Himself. Kevin. And basically, it's like it's like a Kevin James type who is I mean, a Sean um, Payton type, but yeah, yeah, Sean Payton type who's just like a complete bore, like a like a Patriots fan, like. Uh, you know, like one episode is like he buys a Bill Belichick hoodie on eBay. It's like the main, you know, premise of the of the episode. Uh, and like he's waiting for it to come like a complete loser, biggest loser in the world. And then uh, she decides like, you know, in the first episode, like she's going to basically try and kill him or at some point. Like that's the that's the premise of the season. So it goes between being like like, uh, you know, imagine if uh, Leia Remini was trying to kill Kevin James in King of Queens or or. Or what's her nose? We're trying to kill uh, Raymond and everybody loves Raymond. So it's really good. It's coming back for a second and final season. Um, and what's your number one show of the year? Number one show of the year. I don't think it's surprising mm-hmm. at this point. Succession. So Succession, your number one show. And, but do you think it was the best of the three seasons? No, I don't. But it wasn't the, str- I, you know, we have quantity over quality, I think, at this point. And there's so much quantity that is quality. But there's no, like, truly, truly elite shows right now. So this is the only show we always say, like, will anything ever matter as much as the final season of Game of Thrones? Yeah. And well, right now it looks like the answer is no, but succession definitely matters. Yeah, but it's not, you know, I don't know how, how succession keeps going because it, it's sort of going in circles, mm-hmm. which, frankly, you know, a weird comparison to make. But Big Mouth is sort of the same issue. It's good, but it's good in the same way always. And like it needs to find new things to do. And I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the season of succession. It was appointment viewing and then immediately after i watched i listened to podcasts about it in a way that you know there's not that many shows that do that it's the only one really that does that does that right now yeah um, other than curb obviously and yeah uh, so it's number one but you know bill simmons talks about like the size of the, the mvp trophy or whatever like this would not be like the biggest of trophies for this year understood understood yeah and but succession it's, it's moving up in your all-time rings uh you actually mentioned this show i think it was on your two watch list 
but without question, my favorite show of the year, the year, the show that stuck with me the most was Made. Made? Okay. Yeah, I love Made. So, so you did watch it, or or it's on your to no, it's on my to do list. It's a mini series, so I don't think there's ever going to be more is, Made. Like when I sit down to watch TV, when I don't mm-hmm. have you know sports or whatever to watch, mm-hmm. and I I look at my my to do list, and it's like mostly sort of like darker shows. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm not in the mood. Like life, life is challenging enough right now. I want something lighter, and signed up watching. Sure. You know, no, that's a totally reasonable thing, or whatever. It's a, but I do think you will love the uh, main character so much. Margot Qualley plays her. She is Andy McDowell's daughter in real life, and and in the show, um, they the mother daughter play each other. Play, you know, they play a mother daughter in the in the show also. And basically, she decides uh, in the first episode to leave her loser boyfriend. They live in a trailer, and she decides to leave her boyfriend. But like. It gets into the very nitty gritty of like how someone who is a, an abused wife, emotionally abused wife, can leave her husband when she has no family support, a child and like not a dollar to her name. So it gets very into like, you know, like literally, how do you leave? Like, how do you go somewhere? How do you you know, how do you get lunch the next day? How do you apply for unemployment? How do you do all those things when like you have a kid and, you know, so it's it. it really gets into the degree, but you know, you really like you're sad when it's over. Yeah. Like in my really- head, it, it's, it's got like shade and I haven't seen either one of these, but it, it's got shades of Roma. See, I, I didn't watch Roma. Oh, just cause it's Netflix. And it's about like a, um, a maid. I didn't watch Roma, but it's possible. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's on my to-do list. I will watch it. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's my number one show of the year. One of my all time faves. Um, all right, that's been good. Uh, send us your top 10 list and we will read your top 10 lists next week on the podcast. If you, uh, yeah, let us know if there's anything them. we need to watch. There's this new Amazon, yeah, yeah, for sure. Also, post, fantasy post show, Game top. of Thrones esque, mm-hmm. yeah, The Wheel of Time. Yes, have you started it? I, I started like five minutes of the first episode because people were recommending it, and it, it, I, it's almost like the West Wing. I'm sure if I get into it, I'll really like it, but it's like I gotta get into a whole new world now and like learn this whole world, like you know. There's not enough time mm-hmm. in the day. And I say this is a guy who's awake for 20 hours every day. So if I don't have enough time, I don't know how anyone else does. I agree. I wish I could just like insert all these shows into my brain. But that actually that's happens. what I, yeah. Like I have like this stack of books next to me. I wish there was a way to like download info into my brain because I want to like that's why I end up watching movies and TV shows at, like 2X, 3X. People think I'm insane. Like mm-hmm. I understand I need to do a better job of appreciating like the artistic value. But for me, it's like the content that I want to consume. And now that's more true for books than shows. But like mm-hmm. it is true. It's like. I want to know this information, especially for like documentaries and books that are nonfiction. I want to know this information. I just, you know, I don't have enough time. Yeah, but I, all right, this my, my to do list is long, but eventually I'll get around to it. All right. Maybe we'll get to other top 10 lists uh, this week. Give us if you have any and uh, movies we always do, uh, you know, after Super Bowl season. I'm also excited. I mean, like, are you depressed about if we could talk about the NFL for one second before we go? Like, the, so you the Dalvin Cook thing, like, how are you feeling about the oh, Rams fuck that unvaccinated asshole? Seriously, mm-hmm. like all, all these guys, like. It is ironic that, as I said, like they made the biggest deal about Cousins in August, and he's the only unvaxxed star who hasn't gotten COVID yet, it seems like. I was explaining to someone, like, hockey is such a brotherhood that even, like, half those guys would not want to get vaccinated. Like, hockey is a much more... The politics of the players who play hockey are much closer to the, t- the people in the real world who are not getting vaccinated. There's yeah. liberals, there's Democrats, there's a lot of people in between, there's probably a lot of libertarians. Like, But because it's such a brotherhood, the same way, like, Here's how I explained it, I think, to my wife. Like, Tony Parker sleeps with Brent Barry's wife in the NBA, right? And that gets caught. Who's off the team in the NBA? You know? Are you listening? Are you still here? Yeah, you know, yeah. So who's off the team? Well, because Tony Parker's the star. That, okay. Oh, now, here's the question. 
if the best player on an NHL team was sleeping with the wife of the 12th best player on the NH- on the NHL team, they'd kick the best player off the team. You really? You sure about that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Or they'd be much more likely. I mean, if he had never done anything wrong in his career, it's different. But like the, the point is, like in, in hockey, there it's a little bit more about the team. And that's why the entire league is vaccinated. There's one unvaccinated player in the entire NHL because the, it's such a brotherhood that like everyone, like the only thing that matters is winning. The only thing that matters is trying to get the cup. And the NFL, it's and, and every sport, it's just it's not the same. I mean, listen, there's guys in the NBA who definitely got the vaccine um, because they want to win. But I, I think in football and again, there's 53 guys. I mean, a lot of guys just talked about it in that context. You can't. Yeah, you can't expect all 53 people to do anything. And that's why, like, I never care about a player's politics or whatever, because like there's 53 guys times 32 plus, you know, rosters, basically 70 at this point. Like you can't expect everyone to agree with you, but it's. You know, it is remarkable that like a quarterback, if a guy's a kicker, who cares? But like the quarterback of a team or the star running back, like even if you don't want it, you should like your only concern should be like, I think. I mean, I guess not. I mean, I guess if you think it's going to like impact your health, like it's it's stupid to do it. But like, I'll tell you, it's going to be much worse for your health, Dalvin Cook, than getting the vaccine. (laughs) You want to know what it is? Not playing. No, playing. Oh, I was going to say, because not playing like, is actually probably better. Like the health, worst thing you could probably do for your health is play football. on earth. Yes. I, I like maybe becoming addicted to meth. And then second is just like being the guy who gets 30 carries a game in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. In a 17 game season where you're probably like could be in the playoffs. Yeah. Don't worry. You might not be. If your whole team gets. Uh, yeah, no, they're they're in trouble. I think they're going to lose the Rams. Listen, you could lose one of those two games. You just can't lose both of them. You, need, you can I mean, lose if, one and if, need help. And if you're I'd, if they go to listen, they'll go two and one and, and you pray. I mean, if they lose the Rams, you think it's not reasonable for them to win. They're going to lose the games. Rams. They're going to turn around and march. In it's also win. not like a vintage good team. It's not like they're going to run the table if they make the playoffs. There's no good teams. That's the point. I know, but I don't I think they're still like a class below some of these teams. Like they could win a game. I'm not saying like there's no way if they were the seven, they couldn't be two. Of course. Yeah, they haven't been blown out all year. Like they haven't played a team that was better than them. But they're not going to win three in a row in the playoffs. Sure. Because, yeah, because each game, the lowest odds they'd have in any game is what? Forty percent. But winning a 40 percent game, the highest odds they'd have would be like 46 percent. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So they're not going to win three straight anybody. Yes. So, yes, they would need they would need to win three or like. Sub maybe you have like COVID things happen where it's like, all right, you get, you know, in the playoffs, it could happen this year. It didn't really happen last year. Yeah, but the COVID thing to stop to the other team, not to the Vikings. That's what I'm saying. But maybe now everyone's everyone, you know. Yeah, that is one nice thing about the Spurs. The Vikings. So let's say, yeah, they're 40 to 45 percent. Let's say even 45 percent to win three straight playoff games. So cumulatively, what's that? 10 percent less than Mm -hmm. 10 percent. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just to get to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. But listen, I still got to watch. I still got to root for it. I still got to waste all my emotional, uh, you know, energy in this bullshit. So, mm-hmm. but I'm saying two and one, you'd sign for two and one right now, and you'd take your chances. What do you sign? You have for? to. No, of no, course you'd sign for two and one. No, no, no I wouldn't, because three and zero oh makes the playoffs. Two and one maybe makes. Yeah, but you're not going doesn't. three and zero, oh, and one and two gives you no shot, and zero oh and three gives you no shot. So you're saying, like, like d- d- define the context of this bargain that you're offering me. If I say you, if I can go two and one, you're given no other information. You have to say yes to that deal. No, I say no. Aren't well, they in the playoffs now? If the season ends, because if the playoffs, if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. Yes. So two and one the rest of the way. Like you're who's you, no, you because the and Eagles are going to go three and zero. Have you seen the Eagles schedule? And the Saints are. The Saints Have you seen Eagles, the Eagles team? They're not that good. Saints and Eagles. One of them is probably going to go three and zero, which is why I would not sign for two and one because they might not make the playoffs. So why am I signing for a thing where like you need to hope and rely on like on like the the Eagles losing to the Giants or Washington or whatever? Mm-hmm. 
Listen, maybe I'll be in a better mood. If the Vikings beat the Rams and the Saints lose to the Dolphins, I'll be in this such a better mood next week. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll see what happens. Merry Christmas and happy Festivus. Yes. Bye. Bye. My cousin Greg, well, he's a greedy son of a bitch. He's making his way from Florida up to L.A. He left the Tropicana and passed through Louisiana. He laughs hard, carries on, but he can barely stand you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.